1: Hey, this is Brian Alvarez, and this is today's edition of the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the Eight Side Network. Live from San Francisco on the Sports
2: Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready?
1: Are you ready? Let's get it on How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Well, Tuesday here on this program, you know what that means. Last night was Monday Night Raw, which was, in fact, the fallout for the Royal Rumble. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but in three weeks, WWE is in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia for, yes the Elimination Chamber in Saudi Arabia. And we're going to tell you what they have set up so far, including an Elimination Chamber match that involves both Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar, who it does not involve is Shane McMahon, because plans have changed again. And yes, we will tell you what some of those plans were and uh, what they may still be or may not still be. So... A lot of things changed. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. The booking of the men's Rumble, the booking of the women's Rumble, the number of people that have been fired that ended up being called to please show up at the Rumble, including Nia Jax, who in no uncertain terms told them to, uh, I can't say here on the radio what she told them to do, uh, but she did. We'll tell you about that. We've got the SmackDown ratings for the Go Home Show. we got the AW Rampage ratings. A full recap of Monday Night Raw and plenty more. Lots to get into here today. If you'd like to text us, the text message line 425-780-7566. That is 425-780-7566. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com is the email. At Brian Alvarez is the Twitter handle. If you'd like to go up there and, and join my timeline, and who wouldn't? So that's going to be the lineup for today. Mike Sempervivi joins us after the break. Lots of news to get into. Yep, yep, and we'll be back with yep, more in a moment. It was over really live. Yep, 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 yep. Should we just start with the Raw, get it over with? A lot of news coming out of this Raw show. Fine. Let's go real fast. All right, so it opened up with Bobby Lashley and MVP in the ring doing a promo. And out came Brock Lesnar, and he was in his gear, and he said, listen, you can't be happy about how you won last night. I mean, Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, everybody interfered. But don't worry, he said, I will not be choosing you as my opponent at WrestleMania. I will be choosing Roman Reigns. But it will be a title versus title match because I want you in the ring tonight. And, of course, MVP would not allow this. And so Lesnar started the fans doing a chant, which they bleeped out. And uh, they announced that Lesnar is going to be in the Elimination Chamber match in Saudi Arabia, which means literally there's only two options here. One, Lesnar walks out of the chamber as the champion. Or two, Lesnar gets beaten in the chamber. I'll talk about this in a minute, because there's a lot to talk about there. Rhea Ripley beat Nikki Ash in eight minutes, four minutes of which was during the commercial. Hit her with the riptide, pinned her clean in the middle. You know, I, I normally, like, if it were any other company, would say, well, it's the end of that feud. But I'm sure they'll keep wrestling for, like, you know, all the way to WrestleMania. We had the Alpha Academy Academic Challenge. Uh, there was a scooter race. And last week, they were teasing that Randy Orton was going to have to get on a scooter and uh, Otis as well. But uh, Otis did not get on the scooter. Uh, but they literally they did this for like an hour on and off during breaks. And then right when Riddle was going to cross the finish line, Otis just ran him over and killed him. And then Chad Gable crossed the finish line. That was a payoff to this one. Uh, last week's was awesome. This one sucked. And on top of that, no Randy Orton on the show. And I do not know what is going on with Randy Orton. But I was told that he's going to be gone For a little while. I don't know why. I don't know when he'll be back. They're continuing on as if, you know, they'll be getting a championship match, maybe at the Chamber. So he might have like a minor injury. I don't know, but he wasn't on the show. And, uh, of course, when they say he won't be back for a little while, he could be back Monday. But that's what I was told. We had the first of many Alexa Bliss segments. She's been given a replica Lily. It uh, sucks. Miz... Beat Dominic Mysterio in two minutes. If you hear they're going to do Dominic Mysterio versus Miz, you think, what a Styles clash. Well, it wasn't because they didn't even do a match. Miz ran around, and then there was distraction. He pretended like he tripped, the ref ejected Ray. This idiot Dominic is distracted and pinned with a skull-crushing finale. This did nobody any favors. KO show with Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins reveals, I'm in the chamber. Kevin Owens says, what? I have to qualify to get in the chamber. Seth says, says, well, I beat Roman Reigns last night. I don't have to qualify. Kevin says, why don't you go to the back and you tell them that if they don't just put me in the chamber, you are going to walk. You're just going to refuse to be in the chamber. Rowan's like, eh, ah, he's not down with this idea. But it's too late because out comes uh, Kevin Owens' opponent, Austin Theory. Austin Theory beats Kevin Owens. I would go as far as to say clean. He kicked the ropes into his uh, genitalia and then hit his finish and pinned him. Austin Theory is now in the chamber replacing Shane McMahon. I'll tell you more about that in a minute. Angelo Dawkins and Dolph Ziggler, four minutes. It was fine. Uh, Angelo Dawkins, hometown guy, he won. But, I mean, nothing really to write home about. Elimination chamber qualifying match. Riddle and Otis. Wrestling was good. It was, and I swear, and I love both guys, the longest 7-minute and 26-second match I've ever seen in my lifetime. Otis just beat this guy for 7 minutes and 25 of the 7-minute and 26 segments or seconds. Just went forever. And then uh, Riddle did a comeback floating bro pinned him. That was a match. Riddle is in the elimination chamber. Bianca Belair defeated Carmella... Five minutes and 32 seconds. Felt like it went five hours. Stalling, 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 stalling. Match finally starts. Carmella gets the heat. Chin lock, chin lock, chin lock, chin lock, chin lock. Then they botch the spot, and then Bianca just grabs her and hits her with her finish and pins her. Not good. Show wasn't looking good at this point. But then it all turned around because we had AJ Styles and Rey Mysterio. They went 12 minutes. Very, very good match. Two professionals. The fans got into it. Everything looked good. AJ Styles beat him with the Styles Clash, so now he's in the chamber. This was the best thing on the show by miles and miles and miles and miles. And then the main event. Yesterday, I said, if you look at the storyline here, there is one person that Ronda Rousey should want to face at WrestleMania after winning the Rumble. It's Becky. Because last year, or uh, 2019... They did the uh, three-way at WrestleMania, and Becky kind of, sort of, pinned Ronda. She was supposed to, but she actually didn't because Ronda got her shoulder up. It was an accident. She didn't mean to get it up, but just they, they screwed up the finish. And uh, then Ronda left. And so, knowing all of this, Ronda should come back and say, Bro, I never got pinned. I never lost my title. I'm going to beat you, and I'm going to win my belt back. But instead, Ronda gets in the ring, and she explains... I am the main event over Becky Lynch. Becky is my undercard. So I'm not going to dignify her with a big match at WrestleMania. I was like, what? But then she doesn't even challenge Charlotte. The Becky comes out. I mean, she's dressed like a uh, Fukigan death. And this segment was death. And she's in there. And she's like doing all the ha-ha. Ronda's supposed to be a baby face. But she looks like she just hates life and doesn't want to be there. This segment was a—I mean, when this segment was over, I didn't want to see this match. I certainly don't want to see Ronda and Charlotte. Like, I don't know what's up with Ronda, but, bro, she's out there acting all heelish. But the fans are, like, cheering her. They cheered her the night before. They cheered her when she won. They cheered her when she came out here. But she hates them. And I was just like, whatever. And then she lays out Lynch, and then she says, uh, I'll make my decision Friday. Even though they promised she'd make the decision on this show. So I thought this segment was a total swing and a miss. But uh, I rushed through the raw report because there's a lot to say here. Rhonda is likely, and anything could change, she is going to challenge Charlotte. It's going to be Rhonda and Charlotte this year, and it's going to be uh, Rhonda and Becky next year. That's the plan. For the men. It is going to be Ronda Rousey, or I'm sorry, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. That's the WrestleMania main event. So what they want to do is they want to keep Roman strong, and they want to keep Brock strong, okay? So their brilliant idea at the Rumble was, well, you know, we're going to have Roman look strong by beating up Seth with a chair, but we don't want to hurt Seth, so we'll do a DQ, and then Roman's going to beat him with a chair. Which, by the way, Seth didn't even sell the next... So, like, nobody knows what they're doing here. So, the the chamber match, Brock Lesnar, I mean, he either wins or he gets beaten again in their plan to keep him strong going into the match with Roman Reigns. I was told multiple times, and uh, it's WWE, so this means nothing, but I was told multiple times it is not title versus title, Roman versus Brock. Even though Roman and Brock... Have done storylines talking about how they want it to be a title versus. They're telling you what they want, but apparently that's not the plan. So it either is the plan now, or Brock is gonna get beaten in the elimination chamber as part of the plan to keep him strong going up against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. This is one of those things where they got all these ideas about what they want, but like they have no idea. Like if I want something, you know what I'm saying, Mike? If I want a ribeye, do you know what I do? Well, I go to the st- I go to the store and I get a ribeye. Okay, uh-huh. these guys want to push young talent. I don't have many times I've heard Dave say this. They know they need young talent. They want to push young talent. Well, that's all fine and good, but they have no clue how. You know, you push a young talent, you push them and they don't lose. These idiots. Oh well, you know, we'll give uh, you know Austin Theory a win, but then you got to beat them in the chamber. They they don't know what they're doing. So the other thing is, yes, I can confirm. That as of a couple of days ago, their plan, their plan for Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania was Shane McMahon, okay? I think that's changed, but that absolutely, 100%, was their plan. We'll talk more about this uh, train wreck after the break. Observer Live. Yeah. I'm almost done, Mike. So listen. Shane, multiple people told me this, that Shane and Bobby Lashley was discussed. I think after uh, whatever happened at the Royal Rumble, uh, or whatever happened yesterday, I I think that, and I know also because Dave mentioned this, that it was then going to be Shane McMahon versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. But then, uh, you know, Shane wasn't even on the show at all, so I I don't even know if Shane's going to be at WrestleMania. Shane... Shane did, in fact, have heat Sunday because Shane showed up and tried to run the show for the Men's Rumble and uh, rubbed a lot of people the wrong way and uh, had a lot of heat as a result. And I don't know if that's the reason that, that things changed or or what the situation is. And i like to add, by the way, that um, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but I wrote an article for Sports Illustrated. It's on my Twitter, at Brian Alvarez. And I mentioned the, uh, the Men's Royal Rumble was boring and... Uh, I saw some bloke on my timeline go, oh, this article was such that it left me actually enjoying the show more than I had. Like, you know, I'm, like I'm such a jerk for saying the men's rumble was boring. Well, you'll be pleased to know that I'm not the only one who thought the men's rumble was boring. They're well aware that the men's rumble was boring, and uh, their plan is to make sure next year it's not boring. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know what? That's easy. Oh, it's was boring this year, but next year we'll make sure it's not boring. How are you going to do that? Same way you decided to push young talent like Cora Jade? Huh? I hear so many things. It's so, oh, well, we know we got to do this. Oh, we know we got to do that. Oh, we know we got, well, do it. What are you waiting for? I'm sick of hearing they know what they need to do because they never actually do it. Gah! Go ahead, Mike. I need to take a break.
2: Oh, no, I'm not going to let you do that quite yet because I'm going to bait you in by saying... Oh, don't even start. Yeah, you were the one that complained on Wrestling Observer Radio last night that Austin Theory got himself a clean win over Kevin Owens, Brian Alvarez. How do you explain yourself?
1: Bro, I wasn't complaining that he got a clean win over... I was baffled that of the two of them, Kevin Owens wasn't in the chamber, okay? Because you know what they're going to do with Austin Theory in the chamber? They're going to beat him. I even said it during the review. I said they needed they need somebody they can beat in the chamber because it's an elimination chamber. Raise your hand if you think Austin Theory is winning that chamber. Oh, nobody? Oh, okay. Because he's not wait, gonna. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Brock
2: Lesnar can come out of the chamber without the title because he doesn't have to get beat. He can murder everybody and they could do something stupid. They could do something, well, obviously they do something stupid. with they out of there with the Usos and with Roman Reigns and with somebody, some hired hand by Paul Heyman. Look, it's not impossible that happens because Austin Theory gets the victory. I mean, you already have your two WrestleMania main events. Brock and Roman Reigns supersedes everything. Then you throw in Ronda against Charlotte. If you put the title on Austin Theory, I'm not saying they're going to do that, but like It's within the realm of possibility. There's a percentage chance you could do that and not miss anything. Because otherwise, what do you do? You put the title back on Bobby Lashley? I mean, to me, I put the title on Brock, and I have a title versus title match. But they're obviously not going to do that, or at least that's not their plan. So if you do that, you could actually have Austin Theory come out of this thing. Is it the worst idea in the world? No. Is it the best idea in the world? No. But you could actually do that.
1: You know, I uh, I don't know if you guys are aware of this or not, but um, there's this other promotion called AEW. Heard of it. You heard of it? Yeah. You know, uh, they got these guys they are called the Four Pillars, the Four Young Pillars. Yeah, you know these guys? Yeah. It's like, you know, there's the Jungle Boy, mm-hmm. and there's MJF. Yeah. And there's uh, Sammy Guevara. Sammy, yeah. And Darby Allin. You know those guys? Yeah, yeah, heard of them. Yeah. Stars. Oh, they're stars now for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All, they, they, all fact, young. In fact, you know what? They even got like a backup Hold on. group of pillars like, you know. Hold oh, on. God. They're all under 30. Yeah. You know, MJF is 25 and like he legitimately is is the biggest quarter hour ratings mover that they have. So anyway, you know what they all have in common? What's that? Well, they have this other thing. I don't know if you're aware of it. It's called profightdb.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. go up there and check everyone's win-loss records. Yeah, like cage matches. Yeah, you stuff. should probably go up there and check the the win-loss records of uh, of all these guys. Bet you they're pretty good. Yeah, you know what's funny is they never lose. Mm. And when they do lose, it's very, very, very rarely. I bet you it's for a reason, too. And then they win again. And, you know, mm. there's uh, – because, you know, you know it's, what's funny is it's actually not hard unless you make it hard. mm and i've never i have never in my life i'm not making this up i have never seen a company that makes it hard more than wwe never i have never seen one ever makes it soft to me buddy it makes it so difficult to do anything like i don't know bro look man i got a i got a book written by uh written
2: by uh scott teal and uh Forget what else it is, but uh, this Amarillo book of wrestling results from 1911 to 1960. Great historical stuff, newspaper clippings, all this stuff. Guy talks about bringing his four pillars out. I'm not even lying to you. His four young stars that he's going to build the promotion around. I'm not even lying to you about this. This is pro wrestling. It's very simple. It's very easy when you actually plan things out and you think about things and you give everyone a value and everyone's got pros and cons and People they can't beat and people they can beat and
1: just it's very. simple I mean, simple forget, things. forget long, t- forget Everybody. any of that. I'll make it easier for you. Don't beat them. But but the, bro, bro you, can, you can hold on.
2: You can beat them, but it's got to mean something. No, there's here, here's a problem. To the beatings. So look here, you're
1: not there's, wrong, there's... but I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Okay. Gonna, <laughs> okay. okay. In the case of WD, you're I'm right put it in WWE terms, here. you're right. Okay. If you have anything resembling a clue you can beat someone and you can you can make it work okay the problem is they don't have a clue okay so don't complicate yeah. it just don't <laughs> beat them you don't know how to beat them so don't beat them because i'm not, i had to break kfabe everybody but it's fake oh you don't have to beat anybody to want to but these guys and you know what's funny too is, is 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 there are two theories there's the first theory which is don't beat them and then there's the other theory, which is, well, we can beat them, but we'll make sure they're in the ring with somebody so they get the rub as they lose, okay? <laughs> well, you know what? We've seen one way of doing it for the last 20 years, and they ain't got no stars. And then you've got the other way of doing it, and they built four stars in two years, okay? So it kind of tells me that whatever your plan is to get over these young stars, it ain't working.
2: But even more than that, it's like Golly. Not, not, only,
1: not only four
2: stars— Then it's like you look at, like, the next surrounding tier, Britt Baker. Yeah, (laughs) check her her win-loss. You know, uh, you look at people who came from the outside that WWE didn't put any value on, and you look at their records, like Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa, and you look at how they're treated, and you just, again, it's... AEW is not perfect certainly not perfect they do a lot of things that make me want to slam my head against the wall but nothing like wwe i mean because at least aew is still in the realm of professional wrestling and things being booked and planned like every other wrestling promotion on the planet with the exception of wwe and i don't know how long you want to continue on and what talking
1: points you want to take
2: away from raw i'm gonna spin numbers
1: you know who's moving numbers for, for A.W.? Whether Whether you like her matches or not, Jade Cargill. Hey! Maybe you should check her star. win-loss record. Yeah. Why don't you compare her win-loss record to um, Cora Jade? Mm, yeah, tell me she- who's moving numbers and who's not.
2: Yeah, you know. Daniel Garcia, uh, you know, is a good example of somebody who can lose matches if you're a young guy if they're to the right people. And this this is where it bumps up a little bit against what Brian said, but unfortunately, because it's WWE, he's right. You can't oversimplify. You know, you need to to oversimplify these things. You need to make it as easy as possible. And you know, if you want to throw anything to Austin Theory now, going on to go ahead and win, you know, look strong these next couple weeks, get a couple wins against other people, and do it cleanly you might have something with him coming out of the the chamber with the title. Again, it may not be the best idea in the world, but... You know, for what we're talking about in this situation, you know, it fits. Now, I am going to put one positive on to Raw, even though you keep the segment and it wasn't like last week's. We must celebrate Chad Gable and Otis both together in their Quicksilver outfits that Chad Gable said were given to him by fellow Olympians, speed skaters who helped him train for this whole deal. And I don't know what Randy Orton being out, you know, had to do with Any of this probably didn't affect anything whatsoever, considering the whole concept kind of sucked and then, you know, led to the ending. But Otis is still not shakes and weights, Otis, but at least they're having him come out of his shell a little bit and be somewhat of a goofball and try to regain some of his charisma. And Chad Gable is fantastic. Bar none, he has been great. He has been an MVP on that show. And they'll probably kill him dead he has been great. sometime soon. What's he but doing? He's been great.
1: He's he's scooting around on a scooter. I know. He's he's and and let's talk about young Austin Theory doing all those segments with Vince McMahon. He wins a match via cheating. He's going to get eliminated in the chamber. And meanwhile, who could we have face Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania? I got an idea, Shane McMahon. But you know what? You know what? We know we need to make young stars. Yeah. We do know that. Hey, Brian, you know,
2: there's a kid that became a star in AEW before he even wrestled his first match. Oh, know?
1: Hook? Hook. Have you looked at Hook's win-loss record? Pretty good. Let's look at a Hook's win-loss record compared to us in theory. Let's see which one's a star and which one isn't. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Observer Live.
0: Terms and conditions apply.
1: Oh, I love this story here. What? I'm going to read it. Let me get back here. All right. I scrolled down too far on my Raw report. Mm. During an interview on the sessions with Renee Paquette, the former Nia Jax revealed that she turned out an offer to appear in this year's Women's Royal Rumble match. She was released by WWE during a round of roster cuts last November. On the session, she received, she said she received a call from someone in talent relations when WWE was putting together a list of possible women's Royal Rumble participants. Fanine, which is her real name, said that she thought the call was a joke. But then she was told it was serious, and her response was she would absolutely not be in the Royal Rumble. Oh yeah, she said. I did receive a call. I was in the middle of trying to get my stuff back. I had a bunch of crap. You know how that is, like you've been shoving stuff in everybody's boxes or whatever. So I'm in the middle of getting my stuff back. They sent me a box and like more than half was missing. I'm like, "Yo, what's going on?" When I got the call, I thought it was about, "Where's my stuff?" So I answered. I'm like, "Hey, what's up?" My homie in TR, they were like, "Hey, we're just calling to see if you're interested in participating in the Royal Rumble." And I started hysterically laughing. Because I thought it was my friend joking with me. I was like, oh, you're freaking hilarious. He was like, actually, no, this is an official call. And I said, oh, F, no, I'm not coming back. And he was like, oh, we'd like to offer you this. I said, first of all, I already know I'm still under my 90 days. You're still going to be paying me anyway, so you're not offering me anything. I was like, no, I'm not effing coming back. Absolutely effing not. I was like, is this all this was? And he said, yes. And I said, okay, bye. What a baby face turn.
2: <laughs> well, let's not go that far, but uh, maybe a tweener. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Amazing that you go ahead and you lay somebody off like that who's still under their 90 days and then go, hey, hey you want to come back? We'll give you stuff. Like
1: Get the hell out of here. I mean, look. Dude, they called people... so many people that they just fired. We just fired you, but suddenly we realize we need you. Can you I know. imagine?
2: And for you didn't, some didn't know people, there was a Royal
1: Rumble coming up? <laughs> Golly! Some,
2: some people, it's worth taking the payday. There are other people where it's like, there are people that go, well, if that money was offered for you, to you, you'd take it. No, it wouldn't. If there was somewhere I didn't like, and the people that I worked for I didn't like, and the entire experience sucked... I probably wouldn't go back for any amount of money because I just don't like going back and taking that kind of beating again. Just it, There's other things in this world for me to do. There's other things in this world for Nia Jax to do, so she's going out there to do them, and I don't blame her for her response whatsoever, and I'm surprised she didn't curse more. Now, with that being said, uh, with all those kudos to Nia Jax, Thank God she's not coming back because I don't look. I saw enough botches between Shane McMahon and Alicia Fox on Saturday night. I don't need to see anybody battered about anymore, which was another part of her conversation with Renee, where she mentioned she has been hurt by all of the criticism that she has gotten over the years about hurting people. To her knowledge, she has only hurt two people. Becky, which everybody knows about when she busted her nose, and then one other person uh, who shall remain anonymous. Now, I did see one person that wrote uh, that person's name is Kyrie Alexa Kyrie again and then listed a bunch of names, including Ron Killings, because, yes, Nia Jax still Ron Killings and apparently pissed him off. Uh, so who knows who she's talking about or who the other person is that she thinks that she hurt and was the only other person, but there were plenty of people both on and off the record, well, at least mostly off the record. I guess some have said on the record that they didn't uh, like uh, Jive with Nia Jackson. Well, maybe
1: maybe uh, she only injured two people, but Hurt doesn't. Hurt. yes, yes. Yeah, good point. Good point. Yes, yes. Semantics Perspective,
2: here. I guess.
1: Semantics, yeah. Mm. All right. This person says there's an interview on WWE's YouTube page where is getting interviewed after the Rumble victory. She's kind of mean to the interviewer, and she does a heel-like promo saying, the fans cheered for me, and I'm not going to fall for it again. <laughs> Dude.
2: You know what? I always just remember when, like, you know, I Take over for a minute, Mike. That, I'll be right back. Go ahead. Like, be picked on, you know, Ronda. Like, you know, just, I, she would, drive me nuts during UFC interviews and it's a matter of like sometimes you don't want to deal with the media and I get that but there's another thing to be combative with everybody that you come in contact with and you just have to be you know a cold bitch sometimes and in this situation with wrestling like you got to be like water sometimes especially at that level of superstardom and in the position that he want you to be in you need to be like water because if they come out there and they give you a great response and nothing has been cast in, in die yet for you i mean come on i mean you have go with the crowd When they start turning on you, okay, then you can change your your act. And somebody has got to get in her head, and I guess they won't, to let her know this. Like, I don't know, Shayna, please, Shayna, talk to Rhonda and just tell her to go with these things. Because this, it's not how WWE booked her. It's not like they, they may have given her some stuff to say, and that's a problem in and of itself. You know, to give her too much verbiage like it is for a lot of people that's written out for her, she needs to do things more based off emotion. But, like, you've got to be able to deal with the crowd and you cannot – they're going to eat her alive. People are going to eat her alive if they see it's getting to her and – this whole thing will not work out in the way they want it to once again because, again, she wants to fight the fans, and that's going to be part of her M.O. coming well, back. Here's that's not it. Your job is to entertain the fans, dude. And however
1: they take you, figure out a way to make it work. You're here's, wrestling now. Here's the problem, bruh. This is like when people go, oh, Brian's part of the media. The media. is What the hell is the media? Like, I don't even talk to anybody. Like other media folks. I don't even know if Mike did a show last week. The point of this is, there's no such thing as the media. And you know what else? There's no such thing as the fans. You go to a building and and a bunch of fans turn on you. What? You know, 8,000 people turned on you out of, uh, you know, 330 million in this country. All of a sudden, because those 8,000 people, which might even have been 8,000, might have been like, you know, 2,000 angry people and everyone else. There's no such thing as the fans. Oh, the fans. Fans hate me. No, it's just like the fans in that building hated you. Maybe you should think about why they hated you. Why they turn on you. Was it was it that you work for a company that doesn't know how to book a babyface? Maybe you should be angry at them instead of the fans. Maybe you should give it a shot before you just decide that you already hate the fans. I mean, bro, she came back and uh, some guy was like, Ah, oh, Brian doesn't know about crowd. Bro, this wasn't crowd sweetening, you idiot. She, They hit her music at the Rumble and that place went nuts. She won that match, and that place went nuts. They hit her music on, on Monday. And by the way, forget Monday. Forget Monday. Because this interview happened after the Rumble. She didn't have one fan boo her at the Royal Rumble. And she had already decided, I hate these people. I'm not falling for it again.
2: So she can be poked into a heel versus heel match no matter how you cut it, whether it be Becky or whether it be Charlotte. Ah.
1: I should have made, made my uh, my twenty twenty two prediction that she quits before the end of the year because she's getting off to a bad foot. Bad start, man. Bad she's getting start. off on a bad foot. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Getting uh, off what, on a bad foot. What's the phrase? Getting off on a bad foot. Yeah, you know what I can't just can't wait for is heel Ronda Rousey against heel Charlotte. I mean, Ugh. I can't think of a more ticket selling match than that one.
2: I was going to say, for fan reaction to sit back and watch the comments online, if, if you're into that sort of sociology and, and playing around, I mean, it's going to be people are going to have a field day with that. And who, whatever the other match is, whether it be Rhea and, and you know, <laughs> Bianca or whatever, whatever combination you put together, you know, you're going to have people that will go nuts over that and Charlotte against Charlotte. And it, it won't matter because it's WrestleMania and the media and all that sort of stuff. But it probably will not be the
1: critical favorite. What else have we got here, everybody? The fan favorite, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's see. Brian, the promo of the Millennium from Ronda was, quote, amazing, end quote, last night. I'm amazed. Yeah, he didn't like it, I think, is what he's saying. I couldn't understand that email, Marcelo. Try again. You know who's more believable? And, you know, they didn't make it
2: to the level of MMA, but, like, you look at all these badass women on the indie scene who have some training, you know, or at least are badass pro wrestlers, and it's like, you know, Ronda really needs to take a tip from a lot of Sources and I don't know if she's going to do that, and I don't know, I, you know, Paul Heyman. I don't know who's involved in all of this sort of stuff, but I just, can I, the more I think about it, and the more I think how valuable she could be down the line against Aria and against a Bianca and people like that, it's just. You know, it's tough to see it start like this, but hopefully, you know, again, I'm looking for silver linings here. So hopefully, Shayna Baszler can be somehow jump started out of all of this stuff. I t- one Don't thing I can breath, tell you brother. for sure, you know, who gets it you know, a lot better is her uh, former stablemate, Marina Shafir, who is just great on the indie scene. So let's Rhonda more of that, okay? More of that, please. Less angry Ronda just to be angry Ronda mean face with, with too much eye makeup. Urgh. Fans. Ooh, bad. Come
1: on, man. Stop. Rhonda Promo felt like her direction was to seem like she didn't care and took that to mean she should look like she was barely awake. Uh, I think it's just Ronda. Are the rumors Great. true that at one point Riddle was penciled exactly in... exactly what this company needs. ...to win the Royal Rumble on Saturday? Um... I don't know for sure, but I did hear that. And uh, I do know that they would changed the plans for the Rumble multiple times, so it's possible. But I can't say 100%. Let's see what else we've got here. I have uh, three kids and a job until five. Is the Royal Rumble worth my time? I don't know if I'd uh, no play with your kids.
2: Yeah, no. Look, Reigns and Rollins, if you want to watch one thing off the Rumble, it's Reigns and Rollins. You, the ending is what it is. You already know what it is. So you can watch that. But when it comes to the other Rumble matches, if you're going to waste an hour watching, well, waste, but if you're going to go back and
1: spend an hour watching a Royal Rumble, this is neither one of those were the ones to do it. Here's the thing, everybody. I apparently enjoyed the Royal Rumble pay-per-view more than most. I did not think it was great. But I was I was entertained enough over over four hours. But if you have a if you have a limited amount of time, then if I had a limited amount of time and it wasn't my job, I would choose to spend the time with my children as opposed to watch the Rumble. Doesn't mean I hate the Rumble or I hate WWE. But if those are my two options, this Royal Rumble or spend some quality time with your children, pick
2: the kids. Now, how about the Ric Flair Royal Rumble? Was it 92
1: or whatever, 91, whatever? How about that Royal Rumble? I don't Rumble know if I'd against- watch the whole pay-per-view, but definitely watch that Rumble. That was a great Rumble. You know what else was a great Rumble? What's no that? one ever talks about except me. 1990 what? Royal Rumble. Yeah. 90. Oh, yeah. The one with Hogan and Warrior where they did the goofy thing. Oh. Uh, that, that was, was a good. good. Rumble. That was good, It was yeah, a good it, Rumble. I went back and watched it, it with
2: Tom, and it was good. And no now, one would you, would you miss out on quality time with your kids for
1: those? Bro, if I had my, never mind. WWE have frozen Ronda's contract and forced her to... cut No, is not... She's not doing this at gunpoint. Okay. <laughs> no. And and don't get
2: me wrong either. I'm not saying that they made the wrong decision here or anything like that. Ronda Rousey is a, a star, and no matter who she faces, she should be in a main event at WrestleMania. It should be somebody that they're trying to do something with here, but again, there, there's got to be a happy medium here on, on how she comes across because it's not very well right now. Back in a moment of Observer
1: Live. Right, the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also from WrestlingObserver.com. Brandon Thurston has the quarters for uh, Rampage here. And uh, like I said, let's look at the undefeated Jade Cargill. 18 to 49, the 18 to 49 demo. Jade Cargill's match with Julia Hart. 334,000 viewers. The high point of the show beating even John Moxley's match and Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus defending the tag team titles in the main event. Undefeated. Males eighteen to forty nine. Highest rated segment, Jade Cargill's match. In persons thirty-five to forty-nine. High point. Jade Cargill's match. Hmm. See what we have here: males 35 to 49, Jade Cargill's match. So it seems to me that, like, you know, pushing somebody as a star, portraying them as a star, never beating them. I mean, is this like? Oh. I don't know, Brian, if that works better than, like, let's
2: look at Austin Theory being 2-4 and in his last six and being told that if he doesn't win, uh, Vince McMahon was going to do something to him, leave him in a ball of his own vomit and blood or something like that, and then call his mother.
1: Yeah. No, Jade was not on first. She was in the uh, third quarter of the show, for those asking we are uh, out of time. I want to thank all of you for listening here today, Mike Sempervivi, callers and listeners. Everybody, to the studio. We'll see you again tomorrow, everybody. Wrestling Observer Live. You have been listening to the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the Eight Side Network. Side Network. Side Network. Side Network. Side network.